Good morning and welcome to the Snake River Lib Podcast. It's Friday, January 5th. Yeah, two in a week. How about that? Thank you so much for listening, by the way. Um, I wanted to start off talking today about... Um, Dr. Claudine Gay, who was the uh, president of Harvard, uh, resigned this past week due to any number of things, plagiarism. You know, as a as a doctorate student, you know we're you know every paper that we submit when we first submit it, it it's run through a uh, program. And we can find out any similarities right off the bat. Also helps, you know, I mean, there are uh, things like such a software, such as Grammarly websites, where you can put your article on. That way you can figure out before you submit it whether or not you've missed any kind of citations. It's not rocket science. Now, granted, uh, Dr. Gay did a lot of her work prior to this era. In fact, well, I say a lot of her work. She doesn't have much work to begin with. Uh, No books published and just a few um, papers. But she, uh, and of course, many of those were done before you had such easy access. However, when you, one of her papers apparently had nearly a page ripped out of another paper without proper citation. I can tell you what would happen to me or to any other student to at a school that took plagiarism seriously, and that would be that you would fail the paper, and you might be expelled from the school. The fact that she held on to her job, of course, she also had her inability to condemn anti-Semitism. Now, I want to be very clear about this, you know, because you know, if you want to be a, a racist, anti-Semite, or whatever, fill in the blank, ite or ism that you want to do, that's fine. You know, but when you are in a position where you can threaten somebody, or when people have reasonable, incredible fears for their lives, that is beyond the pale. That is not acceptable. Now, mind you, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me, Right? Um, words themselves are not violence. It's when protests are massed where people are acting out in a violent fashion that becomes a problem. And Jews on many campuses are huddling in buildings, dorms, etc., fearful for their lives. Because of the anti-Semitism and the violence, which, by the way, most of these groups that are supporting the the Hamas, most of these groups are are um, if they were to be in Gaza or the West Bank, they'd all be dead. Or if not dead, they would all be in hiding and they would be pretending to be straight people with a gender appropriate to their sex. Too often people 
because of the freedoms that they have in this country, want to go around and kill those very freedoms. You know, their demand for your tolerance of whatever is is such that you know that it's intolerant it's 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 ridiculous but let's move on shall we it's the state of ohio uh, passed a uh carry a constitutional carry law last year initial studies show that the of the major metropolitan areas that most of them saw a reduction in crime, violent crime, uh, which while they cannot attribute directly to the laws, would certainly speak to the fact that if you have a situation where you are where that is a factor, I mean, it, it could be a causal factor, it's not, but facts are what they are. You know, and all these places, you know, Illinois, I mentioned, I think I mentioned it, if not, I should have, that they, uh, they had a huge gun ban go into effect, and yet they had less than one, well, one and a half percent of gun owners that owned firearms that fell into the category, which meant if, essentially, if it was an, if semi automatic pistol, shotgun, rifle, then you had to report it and register. Now, it was grandfathered in if you already owned it. But you still had to go and register it. And only about 1.5% of the gun owners of the state of Illinois did. And you have many uh, counties and localities in Illinois that have said that they are going to be sanctuary cities for gun owners, that they're not going to enforce the state laws on that. We have a big storm uh, moving through the next week, winter just finally decided to appear. We will be reminded if temperatures go below normal that weather does not equate to climate change, you know, which we're always reminded about in the wintertime when it does get really cold. When it doesn't, of course, then it, weather is climate change. Just like in the summertime, if it's hot, then it's climate change. But if it's not hot, well, it's just weather. The bottom line is this, you know, when they when anybody says that we've had the hottest month in the last 100,000 years, ask them how they know about that temperature 100,000 years ago. Uh, Republicans are a little over a week out, week and a half out for Iowa caucuses. There seems to be a real move to get Nikki Haley to join up with Trump. Um, there's a lot of people that have a lot of things to say about this. I, we'll wait and see. The caucuses are not like are not like um, elections or polling. Um, they can turn out to be very differently, and so we'll have to see. DeSantis really needs to have a strong showing in Iowa. For some reason, he's not gaining a lot of traction, and yet his competence in governance um, really is without compare amongst all those running, and that includes Trump. And I wanted to mention Trump because 
Trump has, has, you know, he's talking a good talk, and that's great, you know, but he was president. He had an executive authority to do a lot of things. Now, mind you, and this is what's really important. Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt this program. President Biden's first uh, campaign ad is out. And what is it? It's about, I mean, they might as well have Trump with the little mustache and goose-stepping across the stage. I mean, that's how dark Biden's ads, at least to start, are going to be. And, of course, tomorrow they're going to, on January 6th, they're going to be all about um, the day that Trump nearly overthrew democracy. Now, mind you, let's presume for a minute that somehow Trump, well, Trump will be the nominee unless something drastic happens, but let's hypothetically say that Trump wins the election and gets in. And gets in. So he gets in, right? And the deep state still hates him with a passion. They worked for all, his entire presidency to undermine him, to slow walk every single thing that he wanted to do. And for what? So do you think that he would be able to overthrow democracy? Hopefully he will overthrow the protected state. I think that he really needs to take a playbook. I apologize for disruptions. I'm at work. That's how it is. Um, I hope you can understand me. Um, Trump really needs to take a page out of uh, Javier Millet's playbook. You know, force them, force, force the government. Now, can he eliminate departments without Congress? No, he cannot. But what he can do is he can put a hiring freeze, for example, on certain things. He can, he can, when he appoints cabinet members, he can say, well, I'm not going to make the Department of Agriculture a cabinet level department. It's going, it's going to be controlled by, or it's going to answer to the Department of Interior, for example. And so you immediately eliminate all of those levels. He needs to, you know, his personnel choices the last time were terrible all the way through. In fact, it was so bad that his own intelligence committee uh, community worked against him right up to, I mean, where, where Biden's people were able to get intelligence people to to essentially the CIA and um, those their ilk to undercut credible news sources and work with social media to effectively, I would say, change the outcome of the election. Although, in reality, did they change the outcome of the election? Um, as research continues in many of these states, in Georgia in particular. Actually, in Georgia, it's it's foregone conclusion. They've determined through hand counts. They can project that it's likely that Trump won Georgia. Now, you're not hearing about that in the news because you won't hear about that in the news. They don't want to talk about it, and I can understand why. So where does that lead us? 
Republicans actually are gearing up for um, early voting, uh, working on trying to get that in place so that they can meet the Democrats head-to-head on that as opposed to just seeding that ground. Just as a reminder, not ne- not this year, 2024, but next year, many of the Trump tax cuts will be expiring for the low and middle class. Make no mistake, the people who benefited the least from Trump's tax cuts were the uber-rich. Those who benefited the most are middle-class wage earners. Middle and upper-middle-class wage earners benefited the most, but even the upper ones... When it comes to some of the uh, the state taxes that you can deduct, etc., uh, they took a huge hit. So mostly middle class and lower class. H&R Block and TurboTax and their ilk also were hit also because even more people are able to file simple forms because they've changed the standard deduction. Republicans should be making that an election year issue that the tax Trump tax cuts will expire and how much that will have an impact on every person. National Association of Manufacturers have come out with a report detailing that 2023 cost manufacturers nearly $3 trillion in regulatory compliance. $3 trillion, not billion trillion dollars in regulatory compliance, which, by the way, exceeds profits for domestic manufacturing. Is it any wonder that manufacturing goes forward full steam overseas and not here? One thing the Republicans could do, I think that would be very interesting, would be for them to put a... uh, Uh, regulation regarding manufacturing overseas, that stuff that's manufactured for the United States market needs to have the same kind of compliance, in particular with environmental uh, regulations. Biden, of course, would never sign it. The Chinese would pull the strings, and he would never sign it. Nikki Haley's hitting hard at uh, DeSantis over a vote that he took when he was in Congress in 2014 where he voted to uh, authorize a billion dollars in humanitarian aid for Ukraine. And she's saying that he's uh, being a hypocrite because now, of course, he's against the war. Well, Nikki, there's a huge difference between $1 billion in humanitarian aid and $200 billion in prolonging a war that is not going to ever end. You know, they say that the best way to get people to go back to work is to eliminate the extended unemployment benefits. Democrats freely admitted that. They also admitted they didn't want to do that because, you know, while they were, you know, why work when you can have unemployment, right? Win-win for Democrats. Well, it's the same with this war in Ukraine. 
nothing would bring the Ukrainians to the table faster than a drying up of military support. I mean, we already know that President Biden is trying to model our democracy after Ukraine's, where they've shut down religion that is against the government. They've shut down the press that is against the government. They've shut down opposition political parties. This is evident in the United States as they're trying to take Trump off the ballots in states across the country. And while nobody, you know, I mean, we should be consistent if we think that what Colorado or Maine has done is unconstitutional, then it would be unconstitutional, I would say, for the same thing, for to take Biden off the ballot in, in other states. But if that's the game they want to play, then the Republicans should be playing that as well. I mean, they need to have impeachment sent over to the Senate on Mayorkas. In reality, President Biden... Not not the Hunter stuff, even though I think that there's plenty there there. I think the fact that President Biden refuses to enforce the border, that issue alone is sufficient for impeachment. States are being overrun, literally, by illegal immigration. Drug and human trafficking cartels are benefiting exponentially by us allowing people in because everybody crosses the border they get paid they get paid either by the people or by the NGOs and guess where the NGOs get their money they get it from the government taxpayers are funding the cartels make no mistake anyway that'll do it that's Friday edition hope I got a lot of stuff out there for you Have a wonderful day and a wonderful weekend. Enjoy Day of the Kings tomorrow. Uh, Last holiday for Christmas. Have a wonderful day. It's the Lib.